Welcome to episode 255 of the What Nots Review Show, where every week we pick a story and we talk about it. This could be a movie, TV show, anime, manga, comic book, audio drama, all kinds of entertainment. We watch it, read it, listen to it, and then we come back here and talk about it. My name is Melissa Wilkinson, and I am joined, as always, by Kyle Springer. Good morning. Happy three-day weekend. Happy yes. Memorial Day weekend. How, how's, how's your weekend been? It's been all right. I, it was my roommate's birthday yesterday, and I had mm-hmm. my calendar clear in case she wanted to do anything. I wanted to be there to support her. Yeah. Uh, but she's younger Good than roommate. I am. Uh, she's like a hot popular girl and she wants to go out clubbing. I'm like, I, I I don't do clubbing. If you wanted to go to dinner where you eat food in a a mild acoustic environment, I'd love to do that, but I, I, I'm not going clubbing. Understandable. I, I was never a, like, let's go to the club and party kind of person. If, if, if you've seen that gif of Batman, the animated series where Terry is just asleep at, at the, like at the table at the club while everyone is dancing. That's me. me. Just like, I'm going to sit here Mm -hmm. and read comics. (laughs) Right. And I hear her getting ready and she's like, I'm so excited to dance. I got to wear clothes I can dance in. And I, I don't dance. I just have no desire to. And those clubs never have a second activity you can do. It's never like we have dancing or Or cornhole. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, Yeah. My my weekend has been pretty slow so far, which is nice. We we kept our weekend plans open so we just could stay at home and relax. Yesterday, we went to a butcher shop for the first time. Wow. We're, we're trying to find all of these little local places so we can have like, here's our local butcher shop. Here's our local bakery. Here's our local liquor store. Here's our local this thing. Right. And we can mm-hmm. go and they we walk in and they recognize us and they'd be like, oh, man, we got your steaks here. We got, you know, this thing. We need, you need to try this thing. Right. Um, it's good. It's just nice to have these 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 cute little neighborhood spots yeah we had one of those growing up uh our next door neighbors owned a local butcher shop Mm. and we would trade them things for meat all the time like it was old days the good like we'd go to that system i told you about that place where you can watch and make the pretzels we drive across town and we get a bunch of pretzels and then we'd come by the the butcher shop and we're like you want some pretzels and they're like you guys want some ribs and we we trade Yes, that's awesome. That sounds so good. <laughs> um, speaking of good, Melissa, good. we are here to talk about season two of The Good Place. Continuing yes. our monthly coverage, our uh, our end of the month specials here. Um, here we are in season two of The Good Place. Melissa, talk to me about season two of The Good Place. When we left off in season one last month, uh, it was revealed that they are in a bad place and Michael's in on it. He's not an an architect of a heaven. He is an architect of a hell. He is a demon. He does a mm-hmm. maniacal laugh. And he's been trying this experiment where he puts these four dead humans in a fake good place where everybody else around them is an actor and they are there to torture themselves with just 
social conundrums. You know, they're not getting stabbed yeah. with pitchforks. It's just like two <laughs> girls have a crush on you. What are you going to do? <laughs> oh, no, Archie. How will you ever survive? <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, just this like it's made to look like uh, the good place, but they're torturing each other. It's just like, what mm, if you were mm. still like, what if you got a house next to a really annoying person? Yes. <laughs> That's hell. <laughs> yeah. Hell is other or people. That's the, the premise of season one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And season two starts with Michael rebooting everything. He has wiped their memories to try this experiment again. And it's about how the characters figure their way out of that and get back to kind of where they were in season one uh, in a in a really interesting way. Like there is a lot of sure, repetition. Yeah. Some of the same plot points are explained again from what we saw in season one. The same scenes repeat themselves, but it's it's purposeful. It's intentional mm -hmm. and it has this sort of mythological quality to it that the same trials must must be completed time and time again. Yeah. Yeah. I I ended up liking this season more than i liked mm -hmm. season one i ha had a great time with season one i thought it was really good 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 uh but i'm i'm also generally speaking not really a sitcom person and so mm -hmm. it's it's a little tougher for me to get into these sitcoms and so in season two here where it kind of ditches the the sitcom format and is more story focused is more like here's the adventure that these characters are on over the course of this season mm -hmm. that resonates better with me mm -hmm. um but i, I yeah I, I think season one did a lot to like set everything up so that I did like season one or uh, season two more like it got you introduced to the characters, the concepts so that you can hit the ground running in season two. However, I, I, d I don't know what the general thought of season two was as it came out, but I feel like it would have hit with mixed results. Um, just because it kind of gets away from what that original like season one kind of premise mm. was. It does do this repeated thing where it's like, I, I don't want to spoil, spoil much yet, but there is this, like you said, this repetition where they're kind of doing the same thing over and over. And I, I can see some people being like, but season two didn't really go anywhere. At the end of season two, they're kind of in the same spot they were at the end of season one. Um, but I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. You were cooler on season one than I was. I really liked the show from the beginning. And I think season two is a great emotional escalation. Yeah. In a way that doesn't feel like too fast or too forced or anything. Too fast, too to forced, else, followed yeah. by fast and forced <laughs> Tokyo Drift. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, it's fairly early on in the season, like pre-climax, like a couple episodes in, we've already reached the point where the team is really solidified and mm -hmm. really aware of how solidified they are. Like there's a lot of conversations about friendship 
and we're a team. Like we don't split up. We're doing this together. Like we all get into the good place or we all stay in the bad place together. Yeah. And it's this really was... touching. Yeah. Yeah. Ab- absolutely. Um, and and it, there's something that happens that we'll get into in spoilers that wasn't really talked about in this season, but was just a little small move that I really, really liked. I really enjoy, mm. enjoy, enjoyed. Um, but yeah, this was not what I was expecting for this season. I was expecting it to stay in that little neighborhood um, that they were in, but it very quickly gets yeah. out of that. Um, and yeah, I like I I was kind of expecting like, oh, if this is the conceit of season two, I'm guessing at the end of it, like they get their minds wiped again and it's round three in season three to see how can they mix it up again. And I, I kind of liked that premise. I, I mentioned uh, that that show uh, Prison Break. Yeah. Where I loved season one of that show. I thought that was f- phenomenal. And then the show just went downhill and I kind of was like, what if they just took the idea where every Mm -hmm. season is new characters, a new prison, and it's a different way of them breaking out. And that was almost similar to what I thought this was going to be. Um, And it's it's not not what we got at at all. Uh, And I did not see this coming one bit, but I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, they make real moves this season. They're in different settings. There's episodes that are a specific concept just for that episode. We get a a flashback in one episode to how Michael first set up Janet. And it's all about flashbacks between the two of them and how he picked out the Janet, set up the very first neighborhood, how we landed on Froyo as the food that's in every restaurant which is so you've got like a flashback one, yeah. episode yeah like travel episodes and they really work with the bizarre metaphysical nature of the bad place and all the limbo states in between there's a lot of interesting mm-hmm. bottle episodes where they're in like just one room where they spend yeah. most of the episode on a train uh just in a cgi void yeah yeah um now Correct me if I'm wrong. I think you said last time that people really enjoyed season one and season three of this show. Is that correct? Oh, I don't I know that. Say something. Okay, then I, I, I don't know. I, I, I all I remember point. is that when the show came out, people responded to it very positively, especially to mm-hmm. that season one finale. People were like, "That's right. a great finale. That's a great twist. I'm really excited for this." I think it came out strong and remained pretty steady okay. based on what I was hearing secondhand from people. I wasn't like following this in, in the trades or anything. OK, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess I don't know where I made that up then that this the people really like, like especially like season one and season three. Oh, but I guess that next month we'll negates, get to season three. <laughs> it negates my point. Yeah, we'll see. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't really have much else to say that's like spoiler free uh, on on this. I enjoyed it a lot. I can see how it might have mixed results, but it's still good stuff. Like it's still strong. It's still mm. I, I, there's an episode where they do have to like get in costume and stuff. And yes. it is like I love that. Uh, I love a costume like episode. Period piece. 
yeah that might be, be something we have to do for our our bingo sheets like a character gets into costume um we've but, got disguise disguise is on oh, our bingo board d- disguise that's right Although now I want to add a square for close up on characters eyes opening or closing. (laughs) Lost. Right. Uh, (laughs) um, Big lost vibes this season. Yes. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. Um, Cool. Do you do you have anything else that you wanted to add here? All right. Well, let's take a quick break for housekeeping. uh, And then when we get back, we will dive into spoilers and start breaking down season two. We'll be right back. Here at The Whatnots, we make multiple different shows, and a lot of hard work goes into making them, so we would love it if you check them all out. If you enjoy our shows, patreon.com slash the whatnots is the best place to show your support. For just a dollar a month, you can get early access to episodes, and at our $3 tier, a Patreon-exclusive podcast, The Pilots Club. You can even get a shout-out and thank you on most of our shows at the $5 tier. And if you're one of our patrons already, thank you so much. It means the world to us. You can find out more information on our website, thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. You can also find us on YouTube and Twitch for video versions of the shows, trailer reactions, and live streams. And lastly, we have merch. If you want to grab yourself a shirt or a hoodie or a mug or something else, head over to thewhatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. All right, we are back. Big shout out to our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much. We appreciate you a lot. Uh, This past month here on the Pilots Club, uh, I shouldn't say here, this is not the Pilots Club, but over on our Pilots Club, we got to talk about Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Uh, and for this next month, we are going back to the pilot of Cheers. So if yes. you don't have enough Tony dancing, um, Ted Ted dancing, Ted Ted dancing. God damn it! I, you know what? I Tony said Dan's a separate guy. I I said it with confidence. <laughs> Just- <laughs> I I went in. I give myself points for that. But but yeah. you named a sitcom star of the 1980s. Good job. <laughs> A for effort. You get a sticker. <laughs> but if you want more of him, he's in cheers. Um, so yeah, that's that's a a I'm excited to talk, talk, talk about that. We are recording that right after we get done here uh for, for the good place. So be on the lookout for that this next month. Um here on the review show, Melissa, what did we get to talk about this past week? Last week, I pitched you three very hot movies to start mm-hmm. off summer, and we watched the 1953 French movie, The Wages of Fear, where several men have to drive trucks of nitroglycerin very, very slowly across yes. a uh, antagonistic South American terrain. Which is also funny that we watched that considering one of the conversations that happens in in the yes. pilot episode of cheers yeah i was like yes. oh, this is where melissa lives she's in that episode she started <laughs> that conversation <laughs> yeah they're it's asking good. what is the sweatiest movie and i'm like i i relate to this i posed myself <laughs> yes. that same question and i came to exactly. the wish sphere. exactly exactly 
uh wages of fear was really good go check that out uh over on the reactor core melissa you and i just did our reactions to the season two finale of yellow jackets um that was a blast i'm glad we got to record Mm -hmm. that uh that should be up this weekend as well and then over on the captain's log, uh, Melissa, we got to talk about all kinds of uh, like pop culture reboots from Futurama to King of Hi- King of the Hill, not King of Hill, uh, King of the Hill. Uh, <laughs> definitive art- article. Um, right, they're dropping the thus like Mayor. <laughs> we all loved right? Mayor of East Town. <laughs> Welcome exactly. to King of Hill. Uh, good. We got to talk talk about Good Burger too, and how the car mm. got restored. And it's in St. Louis, where you are. You can go see it, or or it was circa that news article two years ago. I'm gonna have to go to that place and check it out and see. Investigate. Is the car yeah. still there? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So go check that out. We had a good time talking about all that stuff. Uh. But yeah, I think that's kind of about it for housekeeping stuff. Um. Let's get into. Spoilers. Season two of The Good Place. Spoilers. Okay. Um, Yeah. So so like I kind of mentioned at the start, I was expecting this to just be set in the same neighborhood. They try round Mm. two. They separate the characters and try and have some high jinks to make sure they don't meet. Right. The whole thing would feel like a, oh, no, you have two dates at the same restaurant you yeah. need to make sure they don't see each other. Like that's kind of what I was expecting. Um, and that is not what we got at all. Very mm. quickly. This devolves into, it's not just round two. It's like round 900. And so, like, he, yes, the, they, they keep figuring it out. We're in the I, bad place. We're in the bad place. We're in the bad place. I love the montage of every time Eleanor has figured it out and they're in a different yeah. situation. Like at one point, her and Cheedy are dressed as cowboys. And while she's yelling at Michael, Cheedy's like, the pig's getting angry. What do I do? They're just on a farm somewhere. Yeah, like that That stuff was good. Like I, I, I liked that montage a lot. Uh, I, yeah, I, I was just not expecting it and not expecting it at all. Um, and yeah, it was interesting to to see like when they figure it out how soon they end like this is day two of of test number 400 and it's like we Mm. figured it out day one we figured it out day 39 we figured it out right um and just Mm -hmm. like each each one we know is significantly different somehow some way whether they're physically farther apart it's a western theme right all it's it's all the food's always different pizza restaurants yeah Yeah, i don't like i i i like that they are changing these little small variables and trying to see if if that works but they figure it out every single time Mm -hmm. um and it's it's interesting to me because i don't know like i i don't feel like the the physical location of these characters would change the the outcome that much or what if we change everything from froyo to pineapple on pizza restaurants Mm. right like how that would change things ultimately like i i almost am questioning i mean like i i don't want to say that michael is stupid 
he is kind of a stupid <laughs> character at times, right? But like, I feel like you would have figured that out. Like it's it's by by putting them in this situation together, or somehow it is the specific combination of these people. Mm. Like, can, mm. can they figure it out if if they they move to Hani in into a different place and she's not there yeah. for one? Yeah. Like, does that work? But I guess we don't get to see that. I don't know. You you can imagine that that happened, that he tried all these different sure. configurations and different like fake soulmates that they end up with, different challenges they have to face there in the good place. And I like that when they go to Mindy St. Clair's, Mindy St. Clair is like, you've been here like 20 times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like, I can tell you exactly what happened every time you were here. Look, I wrote down your final game plan every time you came to visit me. <laughs> I love that the stuff that became part of the plot in season one remains an option on the game board in season two uh-huh. that the characters know they can get back to. They're like, we've always got Mindy St. Clair that we can use as this like safe zone <laughs> Like, like they're playing a playground game or something like you can't attack me. I'm at Mindy St. Clair's house. <laughs> Time out. It's home base. Home base. You can't get me here. Right. Um, yeah, like that. Like they are. They are starting to build up a lore that I really enjoy. Yes. Um, yes. I, I, I don't feel like it's been sufficiently explored, but I, like. That is, I think, one thing that I both like and don't like about the the show. I don't like I I love lore and world building. I want it to just yes. get get in, in into into it. Just dump sure. it all on me and I'll I'll be fine. I will eat eat it up. Um Yes. But I feel like this show almost shies away from doing it in a way that like will introduce a concept of a judge. Or something mm. like that. Or this idea that, yeah, we have architects that design hells. Mm. But then they don't really get into it or what that looks like in a way that it's it's like that stuff is there. But that's not what the yeah. show's about. Whereas right. I want it to it's... be like, I want that to be what the show is about. Like, tell me more. Like, I want that. Yeah. <laughs> What we want is the hell architect orientation film strip. <laughs> we need just every detail on how you design a hell, how the good place and bad systems, good place and bad place systems work, the the judging, all of that. Yeah, we just need one episode that is training documentation. Exactly. I think we've got these characters who are not asking the same questions you're asking like they are concerned about their own eternal well-being they don't know it they don't need to know or ask about every bureaucratic detail of how the system works they look into things as they need to look into things so we do get really interesting looks like we go to i like when we do go to the bad place we take the Mm -hmm. train i like getting to see the fake good place they've been in just dissolve away it just gets eaten up like in the tv miniseries of langoliers <laughs> not familiar with that one i <laughs> it looks like that it looks like that but in the early 90s so worse 
but they go to the bad place. They go to the bad place museum. And I like that. Michael's like, you can be in the hall of everyday crap and you're not allowed to go anywhere else because it will break you. Just stay here in this exhibit of minor annoyances. And it's got these actors pretending to be animatronics when they have the main cast as animatronics of themselves. That's such a good performance from all of them pretending to be their own animatronic. What a specific challenge you have to do as an actor and all of them nail it. Yeah, it's great. Great. Yeah. So they they do their whole thing where they've been through this a billion times uh, and it kind of breaks Michael. He's just like, well, like this is not this is not working. Something's up. And he finally comes to the realization that. It's it's this group like you put them together and something about this group, they've inspired each other to be better. Yes. And that makes him start to question the whole system of how we judge yeah. people on, on if you're yes. a good person or a bad person. It might. I, I think what he's ultimately getting at is it might just be your situation, right? It might yeah. be the cards you've been dealt. It might be. A little more nurture versus nature. It might be a little more mm-hmm. nature versus nurture. He's not sure. He he's, yeah. he's just like something's wrong here. This shouldn't be happening, but it is. Um, yes. And I I like that because by the nature of uh, what mm-hmm. he had been up to in season one, it was an experiment. Like he mm-hmm. he's just kind of testing things here and it's neat to see an outcome that he was not expecting um, and not him just being like, this is fun. Let me like, (laughs) I can torture him this way. He goes, Oh, this was not what I was expecting. Yeah. I, this brings to light some new things, uh, new discoveries. Right. Uh, And he starts taking a harder look at himself. Like, am I changing? I'm a demon. I'm not supposed to do that. Like it makes him think about, existence in an entirely different way uh there's the like i said this season does a lot to move the characters from a more adversarial relationship in episode one where you've got these four dead humans who don't really have anything in common and wouldn't get along right away and michael this demon who they have to make a bargain with and Uh then by the end of the season they're all like we are one group together. We, the four humans, we are united. We do everything as one. Michael, you are one of us now. Like he sacrifices himself. I love the callback to the trolley problem. Like, I don't know if this is literal within the confines of the traditional trolley problem as it's written out in Sheedy's uh, textbooks. But sure. the answer is you sacrifice yourself. If you have to choose between saving two groups of people throw yourself under the train the real answer is you rig the train to blow before it gets any it hits anyone and you right. jump off and therefore everyone is saved done right I've you, you recode the kobayashi maru and that's how you win the starfleet test <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it makes great strides emotionally there's so many like really sweet moments in the season like after they have uh, laid underneath the train. And so like all the demons leave their fake good place without them thinking they've already escaped. And they're just hanging out there thinking like they've got an out now. Mm-hmm. 
they, they, they're free, like they're going to be able to find a way to escape to the good place. And they're all asking what the good place could be. And Tahani says, whatever it is, I hope we're all together. And like, that's the first thing she says. She doesn't make a joke about how, oh, I want a giant fancy mansion. And, and there'll be rooms for all the rest of you, of course. No, it's not part of a joke. It's from this rather egotistical, self-centered character. It's that's the first thing she says. That's the only thing yep. she says. Heaven for me is I want to be with the rest of you. Yeah. Which is so remarkable. The strides that they are able to make in the season. It's when you look back at the whole of the thing, it's noticeable. But episode to episode, I think it's paced really well. Yes, that's something that I want to applaud this for, too, because, yeah, like it's it's a big step for the character, but it's delivered in a way that is that seems small. It's it, it yeah. it's almost it, like blink and you might miss it. Right. You you might not think about what that line truly means for that character until you look mm-hmm. back and go like, oh, she's. She actually does it like she is now caring about these people, yes. whereas at the start she was just like, I want parties and get me my mm. my fainting couch and this giant diamond. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and they still have those tendencies. Right. It's not like they're completely different people or like each new place. They have a, a, a new personality. Um they still like they still are the people they are, but they're just ever so slowly taking these steps in these directions. And that uh, reminds me of the moment that I alluded to or earlier where I was like, there's this one thing that I really like that yeah. they, they they did. Um, once they like escape the, the, the bad place. Right. And they've. Uh, got this idea in their heads that like, hey, there is a judge that can review our case. Mm-hmm. If Michael takes us there, he can vouch for, for for us. We can at least appeal this thing to someone. Um, and they they get there. This is after Michael sacrifices himself. And the mm-hmm. judge is like, look, I will give you all tests right now to see how much you've improved. And she sends them all on their tests and uh there's only one of them that pass it uh excuse me cannot say her name eleanor is the only one that passes it uh yes and then the judge like after everyone is back there is and explaining like you failed this is why you failed this is why is about to get to her and she, and and Eleanor speaks up and is just like and I failed too uh, like yeah you you just lied but in in this case it is a like this is an interesting like white lie for like a morally good re- reason and yes that I think is something that I I'm interested in this show exploring a little bit more, mm. it, it's especially um, they kind of do it when they get into the I forget what they called it, like situationalism, Moral relativism, something is that like it? that, that, that there is a community episode on <laughs> moral relativism. <laughs> it's funny, uh, but uh, yeah, it's just the like. Not every set of yes. rules applies to every situation. 
So depending on the situation, you can maybe change it up a little bit here and get away mm. with something that you maybe wouldn't have in a different situation. Um, and I, I, I would like to see them explore that a little bit more going on of, of, of like, what are the rules per se of this situation? Is it OK to make a white lie in these situations? Mm-hmm. Just like working for and, and like, I don't know, I, I just like. I don't know if I have a specific example of like where I want them to explore it or something mm. like that, but that's a like I as much as I like lore and world building and stuff, I I also don't necessarily want them to get into the nitty gritty with like, well, this philosopher said this thing. But I also <laughs> do kind of want a little bit more information. Like they've gone through all these l- l- lessons and they're starting to be, be like, well, according to this guy, he said this thing. And that, and like, I, I still don't know who any of these people are. Maybe this was a DVD bonus feature. Maybe we should seek out these box sets and see if there's a featurette where Professor Chidiyanagonye explains the philosophers to you. Right. And I, look, you can go on YouTube and learn all this stuff. You can go to the library and read some some books. You can mm. take classes at a university, do all, all that and actually learn that stuff. But I like I think back e- even to when we read something like the drops of a manga all about wine. And I felt like I learned something in there, even though I didn't and I don't remember that stuff. They were having conversations that were educational in that of like, here's why you would decant a wine and here's a situation in like you can have a wine that's not decanted and it tastes bad but Mm. then you you pour it properly you do it this way and holy moly it changes the entire flavor profile like i i just want a little bit more of that in the good place like i want to feel like i did actually learn something i'm like hey there is this really cool philosopher that did have this idea on this one thing. And maybe now I can go apply that to my life. The only name that I now have walked away from is Kant. Yeah, that's it. I don't know that there is a person named Kant. Yeah. I, they haven't gotten to any of the characters who lost characters are named after. Like, I know Locke, I know Hume, I know Rousseau because lost taught us. those. Yeah. (laughs) But I also like I don't know their philosophy, right? Like I yeah, oh that's that right? I don't. But I knew once I knew in high school when I was on lost message boards, and I don't recall anymore. But like that's also not what that show was about. You yeah, did not need yeah. to know their philosophies to understand mm. the show. Just Easter eggs, yeah. Not that you need to understand the philosophers to to, to understand this show, but. Like, like it's the show is about it enough that I, I feel like like, hey, I would like to actually learn something a little bit more. I don't need to learn much, but teach me something besides the name mm. Kant. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I did. Maybe I'm the only one that's just like, I, I want to learn some factoid, please. I <laughs> I think there have been some. I can't tell that there's real 
research that went into the show and that always impresses me like there are episodes of Futurama that have so much real math and science in them that they have like Mm -hmm. Harvard doctorates writing episodes of Futurama there's an episode of Futurama that invented an entirely new math theorem for the purpose of this comedy plot (laughs) anytime a show does this where you have to come to the table not with just great uh, knowledge of of the craft of writing and of the genre and the medium you're working in and of other pieces of the of the medium that you can reference like when you have to bring so much real world knowledge about a specific topic to the table so that your characters can be an expert in it that astounds me like they're so much they had to do so much extra research just to bring cheaty to mm. life I, I i see that i really admire that thank you yeah yeah um and like I, I, I do enjoy that about the show. The show feels like a jack of all trades, master of mm-hmm. none. Thing, which yeah, I, I have to say, when I was younger, the connotation of that saying was maybe a little more ne- negative. Of like, oh, you're yeah. like you're you're not skilled enough in any one thing, right? Yes. But I, I think nowadays people recognize that as not a bad thing, right? It's not like, mm-hmm. you, like it can actually be incredibly useful to be like, you just know a little small bit of everything, right? Um, and I, I, I like that about this show because I don't, yeah. I don't necessarily feel like I need, or like this show needs to, to f- f- follow a specific religion or a, yeah. a specific philosophy but there's a little mm. bit some p- p- pieces yeah. of everything kind of scattered about um and in doing so ends up just kind of making its own lore its own story its own m- moral philosophies and and stuff like that and i i like exploring a space like that these writers have to know so much about philosophy and about the jacksonville jaguars <laughs> All, all they need to, to know is uh, what's his name? Blake Bortles, Jake J- 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 Jordles, <laughs> Jake Jordles, Blake and Portals, fake and right. Bortles. I love that I he, yells, he, he, he shouts Bortles and then he picks his fake name and he yells Jordles and then they have to go through the void at the end of the episode and he yells Portals. What yeah. a hat trick! Perfect. Great. To talk about those challenges the characters had to go through that that Judge Maya Rudolph put them through. And first off, I love that they arrive in this room where there's just a burrito on the plate and they've seen enough at that point to second guess. Right. Right. They've seen enough at that time to second guess. We can't be sure that the burrito isn't the judge. We have to be on the safe side and approach it as if it is. (laughs) Right. But if this is a test, like, do we eat the burrito? Like, do we sit here and wait? (laughs) Do we... Do all of us eat the burrito at once? Do we eat the burrito together? Uh, I like that the show isn't that quite like Douglas Adams absurd, but it has an awareness of that and a wariness of it where the characters are like, anything can be anything. We don't know the rules. (laughs) I like that they're at the level where they know there are very many rules, but they don't know specifically what any of them are. Uh, But Maya Rudolph puts them on all these challenges and Eleanor's challenge is to really know somebody else like the thing that wins her the challenge is that she's like that's not my cheaty my cheaty wouldn't say that this is a trick and now i've solved it i that's a really nice take 
It's a really nice challenge for this more selfish character to go through. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chidi's challenge is that he just has to pick between two hats and it takes him 82 I loved hats. that. I love that. I, Immediately I, love that I is, saw it. I was like, oh, there's no right answer. Like, it's not like you pick one and you get into he- heaven. You pick one, you get right. into No, it's just like, just pick one. Here's a hat. <laughs> it, in, enjoy. It, it's <laughs> right. It's not about making the right or wrong choice. It's about making any choice at all. Yeah. And like he, we spend so much of the episode thinking we are with the real cheaty until Eleanor catches on. So then by the time we do see the real cheaty, all they have time for is a joke. And that's the perfect joke. Yeah, I like that Jason. Jason's challenge is to play Madden, but he can't be the Jacksonville Jaguars. He has to uh, play against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And he's so yeah. mad about it. And when the judge comes in later, he has gotten so upset that he is meditating about it, which is, yeah. again, a, a nice return to the character, to the his good place identity that he got stuck in, that you are this Buddhist monk, which he never was <laughs> remotely until this moment where he has learned something from that experience, from that lie he had to live under. He is trying meditation because of a Madden-related conflict. And Tahani has to... For for that one specifically, like at at the end when they get pulled all together, she's like, "You failed because you never even asked if you just could abstain from playing, right?" Which is a really interesting answer to, to what the challenge was supposed to be. I, you imagine that it's, "Do you love this thing so much? Would you ever fight against it? If you had to fight against it, uh, how?" Seriously, would you take that? Yeah, the the answer being just choose not to fight at all is interesting. Yeah, I don't know, it, it, <laughs> I don't it, know what the correct it, answer would have been. It says a lot about his character and how much like of of the 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 situations that he gets into of the things that got him negative points in their point yeah. system for good or bad play stuff. How much that it, like it's just kind of self-inflicted for his mm-hmm. character. Like he do- doesn't even really realize um, <laughs> which like I, I, this is another one of those things of like the show hasn't really gotten into it. Like he is he is a childlike character. He mm-hmm. has this childlike mm-hmm. attitude. So there is an innocence about him. How much does he really know that stealing is bad? I'm sure he knows, but also mm. just the way he goes about this, it's just like, do you really know? <laughs> it's it's sort of Come like on, a dude. challenge to to think a couple steps ahead, which is something Jason never does. Exactly. He's presented with the exactly. challenge and the judge is like, the answer is that you think outside the box. He has no step impulse back, control. You consider for a moment. Right. Yeah. And I like that he does choose to slow down. He doesn't get to the answer the judge wants him to get to, but he slows down. He meditates. He thinks, or at least doesn't think in a very uh, intentional, peaceful way. And then Tahani's challenge. Tries to control himself. But yes, please continue. She has to walk down a hallway uh, and every door has got a label on it with the names of the people inside of the, the room who the judge tells her are all t- talking about her. They're all saying what they secretly think of her. And she's just to walk down the hallway and go through the door at the end without opening any of the doors. 
Perfect. And there's such interesting combinations of names on the doors. It's like Prince Harry, Prince William, and Prince. Yep. One is Kavansne Wallace and Stephen Hawking. And she's like, the two of them together in a room? Oh, I guess they made up. <laughs> yeah. I like that we've had all these name drops about things Tahani has done with famous people. And I like that this one was something about two famous people's relationship to each other almost separate from her. Like, what is that? Does that have anything to do with her? See, for and hers, the- I... I- thought that the doors were going to be open and she could hear bits yes. of the conversation. Yeah, that's what I was also thinking. By right, but yeah, the doors are closed. I like I I mean I'm I am not her. I am not like the like self absorbed like I wonder what people are saying about me. I I like I would have been like this is so easy. You just walk through. You're good. <laughs> like, <laughs> but if it was Run. open and you could hear it, right? Yeah. That that's a different story where it's like you said what about me? the one door that she does open is her parents and she goes in there and they are still talking about her sister they're still just talking about camilla and it is ultimately a positive experience for her because she finally realizes oh even in a situation where you were supposed to talk about me you aren't i see now i was never going to be enough for you forget it i'm done with you two like it's in fact i ate a cheeto Right, a single <laughs> kissed <Cheeto>. a Floridian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a positive experience for her, even if she isn't meeting what the judge's challenge was. Mm-hmm. That's growth. That was really important that she did that. Yeah. I, I really like this assortment of challenges. I think that's a great episode. I I like that we've got really specific episodes this season. Uh, like there's the challenge one. There's the one with all the flashbacks about Michael and Janet. I love the further integration of Janet into the group that mm-hmm. as these four humans learn to become better people, these two non-human entities learn to become more human. Michael does and Janet does like she's been part of the simulation that has been rebooted so many times. And every time a Janet reboots, they, they get some sort of higher processing. Mm-hmm. So she's gotten to this point where she has like feelings, which is really interesting. Uh, and and I like the flashbacks of her and Michael together. And at the yeah. end, when he reala- when he thinks the only way to get her to stop glitching and doing things to break the world that they are in is to essentially kill her. He's like, I I can't do it. And she's like, Well, why can't you do it? Is it this? Is this? Is this? And he's like, Friendship because friendship reasons. I can't. I like that the show literalizes that like there's it doesn't make you live in a lot of metaphor when it comes to the feelings. I like that they're literally you are my friend. I love you. Let's hug. We stick together. Like for some emotional things like that, sometimes it's just really heartwarming to have it told and not just shown. It makes it really hit home a little more. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, I, I I really liked the kind of story that Michael went on, his mm-hmm. trajectory in this season here where he, yeah, is running this experiment over and over. And just you can see he's just becoming tired. He's at his wits end. Like I, he has no idea what to do. And 
like the twist that i i liked i think my most favorite bit in this season is he goes to them and it's just like look i i and yeah. they're sitting there like we figured it out aha he's like i know you guys always figure it out i need your help right and it's it's him it, it's him like now in a precarious situation as them and he has to work with them and then he starts taking these like moral philosophy courses where at them and he just he's bored he doesn't understand it he's not a human so he can't like he's a demon right he, yeah. he's he's like but why wouldn't you just kill all of them so the train can go through right like, like <laughs> who knows what i love um, i love when he draws the illustration of him solving the trolley problem and killing everybody and one of those people is a word balloon saying congrats michael you did it <laughs> right yeah they're all dead <laughs> um yeah like i i like that journey i like seeing him even just have this existential crisis of like e even if you don't understand humans per se you still exist you have an existence that mean that means you you can start to comprehend non-existence mm -hmm. right and then when he starts to go down that road he's just like uh Oh, 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 yeah. no. <laughs> yes. What does that mean? I, I, <laughs> yeah, I like when he he realizes that he, he could die. He realizes his own mortality even as this non-human being. And he has that uh, midlife crisis where he shows up with like the tan yes. and the sports car. And he has a tattoo of these Chinese characters. And he says, it's Chinese for Japan. It's great. Yeah, man, his his when he sh shows up to the party and he's just like, I like I've now learned to like bottle my emotions and not care about anything. And I'm just cool. Let's just go with the flow. Mm -hmm. He's great. Mm -hmm. He looks fantastic in, yes. in this show. Like he has aged so well. He's still so handsome. This, right. This like, is it, the standard. I I've heard people say this. I've seen Ted Danson occasionally through my life, just as a, a presence in American entertainment. Going back and watching the pilot episode of Cheers, he is truly so virile. There is no yeah. other word for it. He's so Looks handsome. So and you look at him in this, and he's also so handsome. I'm like, he is the gold standard. You forget fine wine as the other phrase in that metaphor. You get yourself something that ages like Ted Danson. Right, exactly. And like it when he does the like, I'm hip now, I'm cool. It's not it's it he actually he looks good doing it. Yeah. Like it's it's not the like hello, fellow children, right? Like it's not <laughs> like he doesn't like stand out like, oh my yeah. god, what are you doing? You kind of look the part, dude. Like you're you look cool. Like, okay, here we go. <laughs> not not bad. Um, yeah, and it's just it's fun to see him doing all of that stuff um I, I know one of the things we were hoping for in season two was also like different janets uh yeah like, do, do do we get more than just good janet or bad J janet and we didn't really get that but we kind she of gets a did. number of different outfits i it's, like the different color schemes of janet it's good janet trying to be different versions of yes. J J J J J J J J J J Janet, which works i think 
um, mm. where where she is. It's drunk J- 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 Janet. It's yes. Janet trying to be a valley girl. It's mm. Janet trying to be bad Janet. Um, and it's fun. It's fun to watch her interact with with them, with Michael, all of this stuff like that is what I was having the most fun with here. I kind of liked mm-hmm. the shift to like, let's pay a little more attention to yes. Michael and Janet in this I, season here. And I love that as the starting point for. Yeah, he has been with Janet for so long and she is she's been present she's been conscious she hasn't been wiped out she does kind of remember the stuff she's been through in the past so there's a continuity to their relationship that the other relationships don't have so i like that that's the first step in him really admitting that somebody is a friend and that he really Mm -hmm. cares about somebody and does not want them to come to harm that was a nice choice i want to talk about Derek. That's what I was just about to say. Let's talk about yes! Derek. <laughs> Played by uh, Jason Manzukas, one of my podcast favorites. He's incredible in this. I, I'm so happy to see him anytime <laughs> I get to see him in something. Thankfully, I think he is in the review show Three Timers Club now because he was in a uh, re- review with Forrest McNeil and John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, he's got such great energy he has those wide eyes he can just scream like nobody he looks great in that jumpsuit it's hard to look good in a jumpsuit but he really does <laughs> I love the whole look and energy of Derek I love that his penis is a wind chime <laughs> talk about a ding dong you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah like it's he it, I I like him because I like Janet. I yes. I don't actually like him. He is a mm. joke. Like that is the thing that he is a joke. He has become a little bit more of a character that he fit. With, I li- like let's yes. send him to to Mindy Saint Clair. You can just be a good old sex robot with a wind chime for a dick. But he he works in in the context of janet that mm, janet yeah. story is that hey at one point she was married uh and I, why do i forget his name jason now, the moment i need yes thank you um she was married to jason but she kept getting rebooted but still kind of has feelings and doesn't understand mm, them yeah. exactly uh, like why am i attracted to him why am i upset that He's now sleeping with Tahani and I'm feeling some type of way like she just it's not processing for her and it is manifesting in these glitches in the Matrix, how Mm. to speak. Right. Um, Things are going wrong. It's not the planned chaos that Michael had been doing where it's like, oh, she mentioned something about giraffes and then the next day yes. giraffes mm-hmm. um it, it it she's just manifesting these occurrences and he doesn't understand mm-hmm. it and so when she finally realizes that like oh it's because i liked him and my feelings t- towards him are messing this up i'll make myself a new p- p- partner enter yeah Derek. <laughs> He's just yeah, like, and I like the Derek. <laughs> <laughs> he just shouts his own name. Derek. 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 <laughs> uh, I like that there is a 
some amount of alarm to Janet can't just make a person. How did she do that? What are we allowed to kill him now? We need to get rid of him. And it, it looked like he also had a button, like a makeshift button on that beach, the like kill switch yeah, button. Yeah. They didn't really talk about it or do anything with it, but it she he just has a makeshift button there on the beach. You can hit it, and it's the Derek kill switch. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, he's just he's his own entity, I guess now. And yeah. like, here's a bunch of cocaine. Go get laid and have fun with Mindy St. Clair. Enjoy. <laughs> I, I like that even if we haven't seen all the times they have been to her, that they still talk about it and they still recognize she's helped us out a lot of times, even if we don't remember it. We owe her something. That, yeah. that is, it's it's used as more of a joke and less of a uh, moral leveling up for the characters, but that is a very nice thing to do. For sure. To yeah. send her. Even, I, does she need the cocaine? Is the cocaine good for her? No, but she has been asking for it. And, and, you, and you send her to somebody to have sex with, even if it is with weird wind chimes. <laughs> She's like, I can make it work. <laughs> right. And they really make good use out of Derek while Derek is around. Like, he's not just a joke. They're able to hinge some plot points on him. I like yeah. that. I like that that wasn't like a one and done uh episode thing even though i do like how there are more specific episodes this season where it's like this is the one where this thing happens what about this plot that's happening kind of in the background to all of this that because michael is kind of such a failure at Mm. this stuff there is one of the other demons that kind of steps up and is like hey we've kind of unionized without saying it but Here's our demands. I'm now in charge. Excuse me. Um, yeah. What are you thinking about this whole whole plot in the back around here? I liked to get to see more of Vicky. And I liked that uh, after the season one finale establishes, we've got Michael, Janet, the humans, and then everybody else is a demon who is an actor. That if he has to keep rebooting the simulation, those actors are going to get really upset and want different roles for themselves. Like, I like that Vicky wants to be a, a more pivotal character. And he's like, you run the pizza restaurant. And she's like, can I have an accent? Can I have a limp? What's my backstory? <laughs> like she's, <Exactly. laughs> she's self-serving in a way that makes absolute sense for, for being a demon I like learning that the when they appear as human, they're wearing weird human suits and they're itchy and uncomfortable and they want to tear them off and become magma monsters and go streaking across the town. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, I, mm. I, I, I like that. Like she is a character that ser- serves as kind of the face for this mob of demons getting angrier that like, ah. Uh, I was just starting to understand yes. this new character yes. and it got rebooted again. And if you keep going to keep rebooting this, why do I come back here? Like I could go do yeah. something else and just stay with a character or put needles in someone for the rest of my life. And that would be great. Right. Um, and you, you know, what one of them out there was like, this time I want to be a cowboy. Right. And that's how the whole thing was like, <laughs> let's be cowboys. Um, yeah. 
but I I I like that they like she is a character that argued for more agency. I felt like she got it in this season, but in a way that was then pushed into the back ground. I'm interested to see where this goes if it continues down the yeah. road. I don't know if it will because they did kind of get her locked up and uh, all of that stuff. Well, I know I would she like to was see her make a return. Yeah, I think we could see her return because she lobbies for I've been really trying to work hard at making this a better simulation. Like I deserve a promotion. I imagine we could see her maybe running her own simulation or in some sort of bureaucratic management role in, in the yeah. bad place system. Now that uh, what I, I, I also don't know this character's name, but the like the not the, not the bad Sean? place judge, Sean. Yeah, the high, well, now that he knows that they've escaped and that Michael is behind it and something's wrong, he might go back to her being like, so you were the one that was actually running this in the thing tell me mm. more here what's happened like it, like that might be a way for her to get re-involved mm. um that i think would make sense right um mm. but yeah i i liked her i like yes that in a sense they could also start turning good as a result of like rebelling against michael in a weird mm. backwards roundabout way here. Like oh, that would have been fun up. to see that they're you messed this yeah. up so much that I don't want to do this anymore. I'm just going to be good. I'm not going to torture right. them, which then tortures Michael. Right. Yeah. Like, Why are you listening <laughs> to what I'm fun. saying? Do this. Thing. Yes. Like uh, I'm I'm wondering if that is even going to be a, a rug that gets pulled out from under his, uh, un, under us at some point that mm. this is all Michael's hell that Michael, you are now in yeah. charge of this one thing, right? Do you get to do And it, it just goes wrong every single time. And he's just, he's in a nightmare, right? Like mm -hmm. that could be another meta yeah. layer that they play with though. I don't know. Do, do you feel like they will go into other meta layers of this down the road well season one was season one season two was they have to do season one over again and what happens if they realize earlier that they are in a bad place and they try harder to get out of it and season three we're now seeing is they have been their their deaths have been stopped they didn't die they're put right back into their life path on earth but does that near-death experience change them in any way? They still had something that almost killed them. Mm -hmm. And we just see Eleanor and that she does try and be a better person. But she falters after a while because she is the only person doing it. She doesn't have her team. She doesn't have that support system. So she falters, she fails, and then uh, Michael comes back into her life as a bartender. Mm -hmm. <laughs> kind of steers her back. Uh, onto the righteous path mentions what humans owe each other. So she looks up that book and then she finds a YouTube video. That's Chidi's lecture series on that book. She is so stricken by what he has to say that she flies to Australia, where his university is and is like, you got to tell me more, please help me. How do I be good? And yeah. I like that a lot. Like that's very 
season six of Lost, that even in other timelines, other circumstances, without the memories that you have, you will find those people again. Yes. And here we are seeing true, di- not divine, maybe infernal, uh, <laughs> d- infernal uh, intervention with Michael reaching in, like trying to steer them towards each other. Uh, and I'm really excited for what season three could do with that. We have yet to see Tahani and Jason uh, I'm in excited this world. to see how Jason survives. Like, is his snorkel finally <laughs> long enough? Is is like, did, did yeah, they get a different style of safe? Like, he's he's suffocated. He's got to get locked right. in his safe with a snorkel. And like, to, <laughs> so Chidi and Eleanor are in Australia. Tahani is such a globetrotter. You could find her anywhere. How does Jason get in the mix? Do all the other characters have to be in Tampa for something? Uh, I I want to see the group come together have see how their relationships reform and change while they are still in the lives that they were in and see how they're going to interact with the characters that have only been parts of flashbacks so far like i would Mm -hmm. love to see eleanor jason or chidi tell off to hani's family now that they can actually meet them and and like yeah. do something to them yeah yeah like all those characters who've just been in flashbacks are on the same playing field in the same space and time as the main characters in the main plot and i think that's pretty interesting yeah yeah but yeah then i don't know is that all of season three is them back on earth uh what what is season four like when they eventually do get to the good place is that like the series finale or are we going to get there earlier? How much time are we actually going to spend in the good place? Like, is the good place going to have its own good set question, of problems yeah. and challenges or is it truly bliss? Yeah. Um, or is, is there some t- twist on that? Heaven is what you make it right. And it, mm. it's just a here you, you, you've been in the good place all along. The good place is in your heart. It's the friends you made along the way. Yeah, the, so the theme of the show where you are exactly yeah the theme of the show is hell is other people but heaven is too yes yeah so it's like as long as those four or six you got to have michael and janet in there like as long as they're all together where where will they be at the end of everything i'm curious to know if janet is modeled after a real human oh yeah it's very p- possible that they can be like, no, we designed th- mm. this one ourselves, right? There is no human equivalent. Um, but I think that'd be an interesting interaction if robot Janet, who's not a robot, is like gets to interact with like, this mm. is the human I was modeled after. Interesting. Yeah. And I... I can see that Michael as a demon might have certain powers or abilities that allow him to be on Earth in a way that maybe Janet couldn't. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure how like how that would work. I I would assume that if they have a portal, they could probably bring mm. Janet to earth mm-hmm. but again this is me like going into like world building mode like what's the lore here can they travel yeah. like <laughs> does, does this happen often with like this like divine intervention stuff that we got to see a little bit um 
I like that. I like their little ticketing machine things that like give them the updates on how they're showing um, that they're rating there. I, I don't know exactly what kind of machines those are, but it just like spits but out I've this seen like them long somewhere. thin yeah. receipt that they get yes. these, I guess, Morse code updates or something. I don't even know. It's, it's, it's some sort of, you know, cosmic code. We don't speak it. Us humans sure. don't know. Exactly. <laughs> it's not for us to know. No. Um, but, but yeah, like I'm 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 interested like I, I was interested in season two because of what season one set up. I'm interested in season three now because of what this season has has set up. But I felt yeah. like season two was more along the lines of what I wanted out of a show like that, or mm. not even what I wanted out of a show, but what I like in shows, yeah. period. Um and and so I'm excited to see how much of that continues into season three and four. Will will they go back to more of a sitcom like formula? Will it be some globe trotting adventure or will they kind of mm-hmm. stay in one location um, mm-hmm. and somehow they all converge on that location? I don't know. Um, or will somebody else sean or somebody realize what michael is doing and be like no those people have to die like are they going to have to face all new uh life-threatening experiences yeah something they feel like, like they're that. in a <laughs> they're in a permanent final destination for all these yeah. characters yeah there there could be something like that you were meant to die the universe is mm-hmm. correcting itself right yeah um that that could absolutely be a the thing that happens here but i yeah i I think at the end of the day it is a show i I don't i don't ever want to say that this show feels watered down or anything Mm. like that but it is i think it does right it's 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 the idea that i kind of mentioned earlier that like because it's not specifically christian or specifically Mm. hindu or specifically this or that philosophy or religion or who knows what it's kind of making up its own thing hmm. here and it, it's 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 building its own identity um and i i don't know like i i just i i feel sometimes like it could be stronger if it leans into one or something like that or not, not, not even like permanently but like starts to explore that stuff but i know that's also not what the show is about at the end of the day here. So I'm like, I'm still in this zone where I feel conflicted about the show and what I want it to be or what I think it could be. Um, Mm -hmm. So it just, it feels like an interesting spot to be in. Yeah. I I think it's got, got, I think it is such a strong cast of characters. Like you, the, with the higher budget I imagine the show has just for like the special effects of all the sort of cosmic magic things that has to do. It's got a smaller cast who Mm -hmm. you spend more time with. And that's so valuable. I think like the characters are really well cast, well performed, well written. I, I like everything they did this season. I like the sort of self-fulfilling prophecy of Mindy St. Clair gives Eleanor the tape she made of her and Chidi sleeping together, which she made uh, by, by poking a hole through the wall that she could film through. And she says, I call it my look and hole. <laughs> like, 
Yes. My looking hole. The hole through which you look. <laughs> but Ella, and it's not, I like that Mindy Sinclair was like, I recorded this for sexual reasons, but you just ended up cuddling and talking, so I don't want it. And it's <laughs> what Eleanor is watching it for is her telling Chidi, I love you. I know that's hard for you to say. I don't feel like you have to say it right now. And he's like, no, I love you too. And she's like, how did I do that? How did he do that? And this is the same reaction he has when she shows it to him. He's like, I, I never make up my mind about anything like yeah. that. I can't pay. He's like, I rent socks. That's how scared I am of committing to something. And then we get their, like, well, get their, their, their kiss. Um, then she says hot <laughs> diggity and dog. And she's like, great. That's going to be the story forever now that I kissed him. And I said, hot exactly. <laughs> Says the exact and Michael says the exact same thing when he hot finds out. Dog. Goes, oh, hot diggity dog! Yeah, very <laughs> She's funny. Like, I, know, I, love, I said the same thing. <laughs> I love in in a sitcom uh, any sort of light entertainment like this, where there's a couple who might get together and the other characters are rooting for them, or at least are very happy when they hear, "Oh, you did kiss! Awesome!" I like. Yeah. It's not just the couples becoming a couple it's how everybody else around them reacts i i liked yeah. that progression of that relationship this this season i liked uh tahani and jason like they start sleeping together and then they they've janet put them through a couple's therapy they're really sweet together like when they're cuddling together in bed that is something that's very sincere very tender uh mm. and i like when she she has to break up with him because she's like, I'm not really ready for this yet. I don't think I can handle it. I've had such a good time, but I don't think I can do this right now. And he like jokes with her about it and like really accepts it and tries to make her feel better. Like there's a lot of good emotional beats this season. And I am so invested in these. I am asking fewer questions about like, how do Janets work? Because I know how a Janet works emotionally. I don't need to know the lore of the Janet. I don't need to know every different do, hierarchy and I managerial position. Lore. Right. I'm I'm getting I I mentioned lost a lot. Uh it's one of it's it's a touchstone for you and me. Yep. But I think about it especially with this season with it's all about the relationships. It's all about the characters and their journeys. Uh, and yeah, there's questions you can ask around that that are fun to look into, but ultimately it doesn't matter. It's just there to get these characters on an emotional and relationship journey with each other. Not only as like individuals and as couples, but as an entire group. I like that they function as a group in this show like consciously they're like the four of us are always together we don't split up absolutely absolutely the last thing i will say about the show is that i think something that it does really really well is like the the simplicity and sincerity of of what yes, they're trying to get absolutely across. i think there's a lot of other shows that try and be more subtle or more complex in the way they 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 structure and show these relationships and stuff like that and there's there's just kind of this sincerity of of these relationships i i think he, even between the 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 way that J jason and tahani have their couples counseling the way he just says like 
but you're mean to me sometimes and you yeah. say this and you and it's it's not it's not it's not this big long like complicated story yeah. of how their emotions it's just you're mean yes it's very direct yes and i like i think there's other shows out there that could do a similar thing that is maybe more so a result of poor writing of, of like, mm. they just don't know how to say the stuff or, or how to, and it just, it comes across as not subtle in a not great way. Right. But I think this mm. show is nailing it of like, it, it has this simplicity to it, this sincerity but there's also this like really great adept way that these characters are written and making these slow steps to progress and change and become better people that I think it's doing really well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Good stuff. Season two of One. The Good Place. One final joke I want to mention before we close out here. I like when Michael gives each of the humans a gift. And he's like, it's the thing you would that I know would make you the most happy. Tahani gets a giant diamond. Eleanor gets a shrimp dispenser, which yep. is just a soda fountain. Uh, <laughs> Chidi gets a like lost diary of Immanuel Kant. And Jason gets a Pikachu balloon. <laughs> Pops it immediately on accident. <laughs> I it is the biggest punch they can get out of the <laughs> cheapest prop. It is so perfect. It's just a big Mylar Pikachu balloon. Like you can get at any grocery store. <laughs> and he's so excited to see it, he leaps over the furniture. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So good. I I like that each of them have their like, here's your your like two second bit joke that they have. Yes. Like, Chidi yes. has to pick the hats. J J J J Jason gets the Pikachu balloons, right? They're it like they they each have their their stuff like that, which is great. So, mm. oh boy, I think it's time for bingo. Should we should we look bingo. at our our bingo cards? Let me pull these up on screen. Here we go. I am looking for stuff like villain with a pet. Treasure map, diary entry, no time for breakfast, cat and mouse game. I don't know if I, I really have much. We, we have that like maybe locked room mystery, but I don't know if it's really a mystery. It was more so a test. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've got anything. Although I don't think we've had an actor play themselves yet, but that seems like something we could have in the future. I, For sure. Another joke I want to mention is after Eleanor sees the tape of her telling Chidi she loves him, she says, I've only said I love you to two men in my life. Stone Cold Steve Austin and a guy in a dark bar I mistook for being Stone Cold <laughs> Steve Austin. And later Janet says something about designing. Oh, I think it's when she makes Derek and she's like, Eleanor, I could make you your perfect mate. Based on things you've said, I think it would be Stone Cold Steve Austin's <laughs> head on Tahani's body. And Eleanor or says, the other way around. or the other way around. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't think I have an update for bingo. I don't think I got it. We all we, we could have gotten the like, if I'm here and you're here, who's driving the trolley? But yeah, <laughs> not not what happened. Um, so 
oh well mm. oh well not much of an update on that um at this time we would normally do recommendations uh but for our end of the month specials we like to uh, reserve that for the first time we cover something and the last time we cover something um so melissa if you thought of some more recommendations keep those in mind for the next okay. couple months here um yeah next week on the review show uh we are back to our regularly scheduled programming so to speak um i pitched uh some more sword and sorcery content some more movies in that genre and melissa you ended up picking one called crawl k-r-u-l-l uh and it is sword and sorcery with a sci-fi twist to it i don't know really anything about this at all i'm excited to dive in i've not checked it out yet um but i think it should be interesting since we we already did some some red sonia comics which were kind of your 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 standard sword and sorcery stuff um so it checks all the boxes it's all there yeah be interesting to see one that has a, a twist on that formula so that is what we are up to this next week. We will continue covering the good place at the end of the, these next two months. So get ready for season three, um, the end of next month. Mm-hmm. There you go. Bam, bam, boom. I'm done with season two. That is all. Melissa, do you have any other yeah. kind of final thoughts, stuff to say? No. Anything? I, Concerns? I, I, I will reminders? see you again at the end of next next month. I. <laughs> I, I've really been enjoying the show. Uh, cool. Sometimes, sometimes this format works really well for a drama where we talk about a season a month. So then I'm I'm like really into like all the, the the drama and the intrigue, and then I get a little bit of a break. I'm not invested in something so heavy as the leftovers or Mr. Robot or what have right. you. But now that we're covering a much lighter, more digestible sitcom, I'm like I want all of it. So now I have to. I have to have like put the bit. chip clip back on the bag, put it on top of the fridge. I'm done with snack time. I don't get to have any more for another couple of weeks. I mean, you could watch like an episode or two a week. And then in that whole <laughs> last week when you just need I, to finish it all up, you just don't have as much. No, I tend, like, easy breezy. I tend to save it for, for, for these only month going series. Uh, I tend to save them for like that last two weeks of the month. If I start too early, then I forget stuff. I gotcha. I gotcha. Uh, well, that being said, Melissa, where can the people find you on the interwebs? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Wilkywit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities. You can go. Uh, you guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter. And if you would like to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we do here at The Whatnots, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. Please go like, share and subscribe. You guys know the deal. With all of that, um, if you are watching the YouTube version of this, we got some more videos right over there for you guys to check out. That would help us out a ton as well. Uh, and yeah, this has been number, what, 255 of the Whatnots yeah. Review Show. We're getting up there, man. We will see you all next time. Bye. Bye.